When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Hour number two of Light the Tower on the horn. Jeff Howe, no Craig Way. Craig is on the road on his way to Manhattan and then Lawrence. Boy, that voice crack. Apologize for that. Those are the voices a little scratchy today, a little hoarse. Uh, Craig is on his way to Manhattan. It's Texas and K-State tomorrow. 2.30 with the pregame here on the horn and across the Austin Radio Network. 3 o'clock with the tip from Bramlage Coliseum, the Octagon of Doom. That's with Craig and Eddie Oren, and then uh, the big Monday game against Kansas coming up at Allen Fieldhouse 48 hours thereafter. So uh, Specs text line is open, 337-3776. Not a nap guy. I missed your text so much. By the way, uncharted territory on Light the Tower. We're, uh, we're starting hour number two, technically before hour number two is supposed to start for the first time. I think maybe ever in the history of this show. So producer Corey doing a great job back there in place of Cameron Parker, who's uh, doing some uh, work covering some swimming this weekend, some UIL swimming. So uh, can be safe heading down south if you're not there already. And Craig, I'm guessing at this point we'll be back on Tuesday. I haven't checked Craig's itinerary. I haven't communicated with him. Corey, did you hear about this, that Craig uh, suffered a bursa sack injury to his elbow? I did not hear about this, no. Yeah, he fell in the parking lot uh, earlier this week. So that would have been Tuesday. He fell in the parking lot and hit his elbow. And he came back in and was like, I could tell he was in pain and grabbing the elbow. And I'm like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, oh, I fell. We thought he was going to be okay, but no, he was not okay. And ended up having to get have the women's basketball training staff like wrap his elbow because it was a bursa sack injury that was starting to swell so uh yeah craig had a uh, a sack issue with the bursa somewhere thereabouts and was in pain but hopefully he's uh he's doing well like i said i've texted with craig haven't talked to him so hope he's doing well on that flight to manhattan uh not an app guy i missed your text and he sends a text after we do uh, our inconceivable going down to the state of florida of bugs bunny song something off and then it's the state of florida just drifting into the ocean so it's probably what's going to happen in that state at some point uh this te- see this text i don't want to give any high schools a bad name said if you want to see action come you know and i don't even want to say the name of the high school so said if you want to see action come down to sentence at high school i don't want to give any high schools a bad name i have been over to that high school during the day i didn't find it to be a very disruptive place so that's uh yeah that's I'm sure you, you find incidents going on at every high school Wherever you are, regardless of whether you're Texas, Florida, wherever, you're going to find incidents. It's just the fact that that story included the term violence problem. Is it related to a K through eight school? That was a little, uh, 
a little disturbing. Uh, Stoner texting in. Thank you uh, for getting back to us, Stoner. Uh, said, Flaccid Friday. Quite appropriate today as I watch tons of ice melting all around me right now. Yeah, I would say if you're if you're listening on the stream in the Metroplex, you'll be dealing with the same stuff that we were dealing with yesterday. Be careful walking outside as you see the sheets of ice start to fall from trees or power lines or whatever. Uh, Corey, you running into any of those problems? I mean... I parked my car right under one of the big power lines, and is literally this was yesterday morning. But when I was going to get in the car, I mean, it just fell like five feet to my left, and I was like, "Well, that could have been could have been my head right there." Yeah, but I didn't even think about it either. So, Corey, I like that the Southeast Texas accent is very uh, very thick with you when you're talking on the air. See, that's crazy. It's, pr- it's appreciated. E. Hogan said that I don't have as much of an accent as he thought I'd have. So. What do you think, like Nederland's like setting back in the 1950s or something? I or think what? He, he thought he was going to get a little more Cajun, a little more cowboy. I don't know. <laughs> what what area of the state? Because like PNG, Nederland, like there's some areas around there that they're not East Texas, but they're not the Golden Triangle either. Like what what part of Texas would you say Nederland is in? Um, I would say it's the Golden Triangle. It's like golden, just you say Golden Triangle? Southeast Texas okay. Golden Triangle. Usually okay. SETX, uh, 409. Like is ja- I can forget, is Jasper in the Golden Triangle? Jasper and Newton are the two places that I'm always like, I don't know what area geographically they would fit in. I don't th- I don't want to be wrong. I'm going to get killed, but I don't, I don't think so because it would be Beaumont, Port Arthur, Orange would be the Golden Triangle. Right. They're a bit like out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're about, you know, we're closer to Louisiana than Houston. Right. We're right there on the edge, so. Do you like Cajun food? Love Cajun food. Okay. Be- New Orleans, best food city in the country? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I didn't have the best experience in New Orleans. I saw a man, you know, like defecate on the street. You know, I'm sure that I'm not the only one to see that, but I was like, man, this place is. They don't tell you in the tourist brochure that that's kind of, that's part of the ambiance. It's part seeing, of the appeal, seeing, maybe. Seeing someone duke on the side of the road or just in the street, like just walking down Bourbon Street and some cat just drops trow and. Pinches one off in the middle of the street. That yeah. kind of how that went. Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, he thought he was hiding, kind of like in almost what an alleyway, but basically sidewalk, you know. <laughs> so he thought he had cover, but he, everybody that was around him said dude had no cover at all. I think he was related to some of these Florida people uh, <laughs> that we talked about. Uh, my wife and I were—I don't even know if it's still there. Uh, kind of like uh, I want to say like Fourth Street area. There's a P.F. Chang's down south, south just a little south of downtown. My wife and I were going to eat there one time and saw someone just taking a leak on the side of a building. Just in, it's like it's like the lunch hour. It's like eleven thirty noon. And just somebody just straight up just urinating, just getting rid of their yellow water on the side of a building. I'm like, oh, that's it's nice. It's a little, little ambiance right there. Part of the part of the culture, I guess. Well, it's weird when you go to big cities, like you learn distinct smells and things that happen. And if you're there enough, you just or talk to people that are there enough. It's just kind of, yeah, that's what you're going to deal with. Like, I don't know, maybe it's changed. Like when I went to San Francisco, I was expecting just like feces to be all over the place from what people had told me. I didn't have that bad of an experience in San Francisco. As a matter of fact, I can't say I had a bad experience at all. Now, like New York, like I went to New York before marijuana was legal. And I was there in December when marijuana was very much legal and uh dude it was like it was it was something else man i I haven't had quite an experience like that where you just you you walk outside of a chick-fil-a and you know just the guns just hit you right in the the nostrils it's it's everywhere i saw a dude Corey, this blew my mind i saw a dude this was right around times square ish area i think it was right on times square but it was in that vicinity 
there's a cop standing 10 feet from this guy and cats just sitting there just rolling a blunt just and i'm like dude like you can i don't think you're supposed i know it's legal but i don't know if you're supposed to do that like go that far it's just it's just, it's just pretty brazen with it yeah i mean is it public intoxication or is it like public? i mean i don't know I, I don't know how how that works but it's kind of like that dude that you saw that didn't have a problem with you know dropping a big old stink pickle on the street this cat didn't have any problem just rolling one and getting after it i'm like well let's I don't know, man. I guess in places where it's legal, you can just do that. But like, I've been to Denver, and I don't know. Denver's well, I, more chill. I didn't expect. I didn't see any of that in Colorado when I was there. Yeah, I enjoyed Colorado. When I was in Colorado so Christmas of twenty twenty one Christmas season. I was in Colorado. Maybe they uh, just assume the police have more things to worry about than uh, just some dude throwing up some ganja on the street, though. What part? Of, what part of Colorado did you go to? Um, we went through Denver. Um, I went to this like Young Life. This was like when I was like 16, 17, uh, Young Life treat, like retreat thing. It's called Crooked Creek. I couldn't tell you the exact city, but we, we went through Denver because it was like in the mountains, you know, you looking at the whole continental divide. It was like a camp. But yeah. uh, we spent time in Denver, went through Boulder too. So, Corey, uh, Stoner wants you to get a little closer to the microphone. Says your voice sounds tiny. All right, there we go. There you Th- go. Thank you for the thank be, you for the tip. Be strong and mighty with the voice. Uh, I'm gonna just go through. I haven't had the specs text line all week, so if you want to text in right now, I'll read your text on the air. Unless it's just something vulgar, you know, you want to text a picture of a wiener or whatever. I'm, I'm not gonna not gonna read that, but I'll read whatever it says. Uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, great Cajun food town. Nobody is taking a crap on the streets. Well, I mean, that would certainly entice me next time I'm in I'm in Lafayette to stop and get some food. See, what I like about New Orleans is once you learn about, like, where the tourist traps aren't, you're going to have a great time in New Orleans. Like, you know, oh, you need to go here. No, 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 no. Go to talk to somebody. Corey, our, our mutual friend Larry Carlson, when I first went to New Orleans, he's like, people are going to tell you to go to all these places. Don't. I'm going to tell you where to go if you want this, this, or this followed his itinerary to a T. He had a great time the first time I went to New Orleans. Some really, really good meals. Not a nap guy. I missed your text so much. Uh, Shout out to the sorry, OG Larry. Cough a little bit. Yeah, the OG Larry, though, uh, he, he always gives some good advice. Um, I've definitely spent a lot of time in Lake Charles losing money, though, in the Gold Nugget. I don't know if you've been to those. Um, the LaBerge, the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. Uh, yeah, my wife went to the LaBerge. It's been years, though. It's probably been 15 years or so since she went there. So right before we met, actually, I think was the last time she went. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time out there. I've never been to the casinos in Louisiana. I've been to the casinos in Oklahoma. Yeah, a lot of people up here tell me that, which I guess it's not a surprise, but just where I'm from, like, it's literally, like, less than an hour drive to get to uh But I guess if you're up here, it might be closer to drive up to Oklahoma. So. Well, I spent... uh. I spent one Christmas, Christmas of 2009, I spent that in Russellville, Arkansas with my wife's family. Sure, you all can imagine what Christmas in Russellville, Arkansas is like. But there was nothing to do, Corey, needless to say, in Russellville, Arkansas on Christmas Day. I did when I was I was covering recruiting, and I actually woke up, got enough service on my phone to figure out that that was the morning that Jamarcus McFarland decided to commit to Oklahoma over Texas. So I remember that part of it. But there's nothing to do, so we drove across the border, like go to Fort Smith and drive right across the border to Oklahoma. There was a casino just right off the interstate and went there and played some slots, and I won about, you know, went home with about 50, 60 bucks. So I was like, hey, it's a good it's a good, good little trip to, to Oklahoma. I don't, I'm too, I can't gamble. Like, it just paranoys me to gamble. Like, I'm just worried that I'm either going to get addicted or just lose a bunch of money. So I, when I gamble, I'm I'm pretty much a lightweight. Yeah, I go in with a set number, and then 
usually lose it pretty quickly and then and then I'm out. But I do like to play the golf courses out there. They got some so I'd rather save my money to go do something that I'm gonna enjoy going to the uh casinos in Lake Charles. They got they got some nice courses there. So um. Yeah. Uh a lot of people all you sending in texts of pictures of trees that are down in and around your area. Uh would like to see those just assessing the damage all around us. Uh thank you. My guy my man George texted in and uh definitely had the uh had the answer. Jasper and Newton are considered East Texas, not Golden Triangle, but the Jasper and Newton are considered East Texas. So, George, uh, George being the wily veteran that he is, I'll uh, I'll take his word on that. See, Sir Gringo texting in and talking about the falling ice said I was getting gas at H E B yesterday and huge sheets of ice. I have to read that slowly and carefully. Fell off the roof onto the truck of the guy next to me and cracked his windshield. That's the kind of stuff. I don't. I don't think in our area we got to worry about that. I think everything's pretty much melted. Corey, everything pretty much melted up north. Yeah, you live in Georgetown, right? Georgetown. Yep. It it, it melted all yesterday. Um, I couldn't believe how much the the trees would sag down. Like, I mean, they were literally you could reach up and grab them, and then I wake up this morning, they're way up there like they used to be. I'm like, that, yeah, that's man. amazing. I had just ice is weighing down. I got a couple of. There's a there's a big oak tree in my backyard, and like the normally it's like strong and proud, and you get that's a good summertime shade trees, and like they were just touching the ground almost, but nothing nothing broke. I think I've got one broken tree in the yard. I think that's about it. That's about all we're dealing. With. Uh, this texter said Colorado does a lot of PR in regards to marijuana consumption in private and not in public places. See, maybe maybe New York should follow the lead of Colorado because there ain't nothing ain't nothing private about the. Uh, marijuana consumption in the uh in the empire state that's for sure uh it's <laughs> gory i want somebody want to let you know that it's no surprise you saw someone taking a deuce on the street new orleans is the home of scat well so good, good to know yeah that's it's a nice little my one theory there. is backed up so uh d fry now come on it says any turd dropped on a louisiana street is probably considered a public works improvement for that nasty said i will say man I've been to some parts of New Orleans where uh, probably in the state of Louisiana where I probably wouldn't want to go back to just not very, uh, not very cleanly. Uh, Stoner says your voice is coming through much better, Corey. So thank you. You're good on that. Uh, By the way, I have no set itinerary for the show today. I've missed the text line. So I'm going to take this segment and just read some texts. If you're just now tuning in, or if you just want to straight up text me on my phone, I've been getting some texts too. Uh, a text from the great Mike Craven coming in. The great Mike Craven of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, if y'all, uh, you know what, I will uh, Craven during the summertime when we've got nothing else going on. I'll get in touch with you. We'll bring you in and we'll have a segment on both those topics you want to discuss. Uh, you being the expert that you are on those fields, definitely want to do that at some point. Uh, this texture says, "Just got back from New Orleans, and you definitely do not want to be out." past nine i definitely made it a point make it a point when i go to new orleans to get all my activities done during the day so that way just night get to the hotel chill all that fun stuff uh tech said i asked the guy who was selling on the sidewalk to roll one for me in manhattan after i saw the amount of saliva he used on it uh, i said never mind and he cussed me out and that's uh it's a little bit of a problem CB, thank you, CB. I know you've missed us. We've missed you. Said uh, we have casinos everywhere up here. I've yet to go. A few have sports books, and you can bet. Is that like that movie Walking Tall with the Rock that was set in the state of Washington, where he took down the casino? You ever seen that, Corey? That movie I Walking Tall I, I with the Rock. Seen that. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. It's one of those action movies. That you're like, you, you know, 
if you're if you're watching and expecting like a great piece of cinema, you're going to be greatly disappointed. It's like all the Rock movies, uh, probably. If you just want to watch The Rock, you know, beat up a bunch of dudes for about ninety minutes, then it's it's right up your alley. Then just do it, and you can have a lot of fun with it. Uh, so Jeff, I live in Leander, and today my next door neighbors moved to Gerald. Oh no! Why? Why would they do that? Leander's a fine town. I don't know why you would want to mess with all that. So when it comes to areas in Texas, do y'all consider San Angelo a part of West Texas? See, I consider San Angelo kind of its own deal and uh, looking forward to hopefully getting back that way for the Angelo Football Clinic uh, this summer. I love going to the Angelo Clinic. Did not go get to go to it last summer, but hopefully uh, get to go there. Legalizes his port of call in New Orleans. It says Golden Triangle in the 80s. High school football was between Conroe, Beaumont, and Lufkin. Okay, I didn't. I, I wouldn't consider Lufkin Golden would, Triangle. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, they're definitely. I wouldn't consider them that. I would say that pretty much all I know about them would be Des Bryant coming out of there. I can't think of, you know, uh, of all the great high school football players I've seen. And I know I. Anytime I say this, I open up the can of worms. I was not alive to watch Earl Campbell play high school football. I never saw Adrian Peterson play high school football. So understand, I'm talking about in my lifetime players, folks I've seen with my own eyes. If I am ranking the best Texas high school football players I've ever seen, Desmond Bryant is probably still number one for me all these years later. Special, special guy out of Lufkin. Uh, JT says rice vodka is made in Louisiana. Got to try it. You ever heard of rice vodka, Corey? I don't even think I've ever heard of rice vodka. Yeah, I thought I thought it was more potatoes or corn. Is that, that what vodka is usually made uh, out of? There's some, I think, what is it? Uh, there's some vodkas that I know are grape-based. Okay. That's for specific diets because I know there's some people that are on those, I think it might be like the keto diet maybe where you can't eat. There's some diets where you can't eat potatoes, but you still so like vodka, vodka consumption. And, but it's like potato-based. So it's like, you know, uh, Dustin McComas explained this to me one time, and I, I had no idea that vodka distilling went like that there was that far of a rabbit hole to go down it. So I know a, li- I know a, li- I know a little bit of it. I know just the... Just a little bit of it. Uh, so we haven't talked about Tom Brady retirement. Colin Texas says Tom sacrifices marriage to a supermodel to lose so the Cowboys doesn't compute. You don't know how much pride. I mean, and, and look, the Cowboys haven't won anything of note since I was in the sixth grade, so I have to hang my hat on this, that me being a lifelong fan of the Dallas football Cowboys, that the Cowboys single-handedly retired one Thomas Edward Brady from the game of football. That fills me with great pie. Right. It says the North Shore of Lake Pontchartrain is clean and semi-normal. Uh, Covington and uh, Abita Springs are really nice. I think I drove through Covington one time. Uh, not an app guy. If a tree limb falls and nobody hears it, does OU still suck? Well played, sir. Well played. Got to get some banter going back on the text line. Text says, just got back from New Orleans this morning. Uh, never got close to bourbon and had a great time and never smelled pee in the streets. As Unless you're like in your early. Corey, how old are you? I'm 23. Okay, you're at the at the tail end of the age. Like if you if you're of a certain age, you really don't have any business being on Bourbon Street. Like it's for a certain age group. If you're outside of that age group, just avoid Bourbon Street. There's really not anything worth going down there for. You can find other parts of New Orleans where you can find great places to drink and eat or whatever, and you can just kind of avoid Bourbon Street. That's that's how I would uh, approach that deal. Um. Texture says you can make vodka with almost anything organic. Yeah, I've heard potatoes, grapes, and all that fun stuff. Legalize it. Reggie McNeil played at Lufkin. Yes, he did. Um, 
Reggie McNeil was a really good player at Lufkin. But again, I didn't see Reggie McNeil in high school. Saw Des Bryant. I would still rank him number one on my list. Uh, said walking tall with the rock and his co-actor Johnny Knoxville uh, with his, had had as much acting depth as a four by four. Just kidding. Uh, it's a fun movie. Uh, yeah, ex girlfriend. Okay, yeah, that didn't start reading the text. But thank you, texter. I'm glad somebody else besides me enjoys walking tall. D. Fry says, always remember, somewhere today, there's some guys that think uh, <laughs> uh, this, the, basically that somebody got tired of Giselle. Corey, have you ever heard that about a, a really attractive woman? Yeah, it's that basically like, hey, man, there's there's three or four guys somewhere that are just tired of put that have grown tired of putting up with her. Something to that effect. It's a little more. A little less PG than the way I just laid it out. Yeah. But. I might I might uh, be in the minority here, but I'm kind of on. I mean, obviously we don't know the details, but I kind of leaned to the Brady side on on this whole situation. I wonder if how much the Tom Giselle split had to do with the fact. I don't know if you heard this, but that Tom apparently put a significant portion of their marital assets into Bitcoin. Yeah, or that uh, which, was it that which FTX at one point, which company? at one point was not doing very well. Yeah, and there, he was involved in that like FTX company that's like getting sued and all kinds. It was of like stuff. a scam, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, thank you for the VSBB text, texture. I don't know who you are, but I appreciate that. Uh, oh, Colin says I thought the four by four was the co-star. Thank you for that. So really good feedback on the specs text line. Thank y'all so much for texting in. Really, honestly, seriously, I, I have missed the text line since we've been gone. And those of you who are able to listen on the app, welcome back. We've missed you for a few days. We're kind of getting back into normal. We have internet, we have phones here at the building, uh, still no Wi-Fi, so I have my computer out, but whatever notes I have, uh, can't access them right now because we have no Wi-Fi. We're still getting everything back up and working. But hey, we have we have plumbing, uh, we have fr- we have fresh water to drink. It's not like, Corey, have you heard any any tales about the, uh, the, the, the winter storm two years ago when the plumbing went out? Yeah, so I was in living in San Marcos at the time, and I was living in a apartment complex. It was about five stories, and the pipes burst in the stairs, and the water that was coming out of it was not clear. Let's just say that. So I'm not sure exactly what contents it contained, but it was pretty pretty gross. So here in the building, uh, the crew that was staying up here at some point, the plumbing stopped working, and they told me just what a just a murder scene that the bathroom became. And as I like to tell them, and I grossed, uh, I grossed Dave Williams and Eric Rains and those guys. Some of those guys were up here during that. I said, you know, your guys just kind of pancake stacking it at some point in the in the stalls. Like that had to be what was going on during the the snowpocalypse. Yeah, Texter, uh, I can't read that text that you, that you just sent in. We're, we we have. Texter, we have power. We're running off auxiliary power right now, so we don't have power in the. Uh, in the proper form, but we are running off of auxiliary power right now. So again, just wanted to take a segment, get to the text, get to the specs text line. I just needed some feedback. Uh, as you guys can tell, my voice is a little raspy today, not feeling great, not in ideal health, but I'm here to power through it uh, and do the show today, especially since Craig wasn't able to be here and Craig won't be here Monday. So hopefully by Monday, when that rolls around, I'll be, the voice will be better and uh, we'll be motoring along, but I'll tell you what we'll do right now. We'll take a break, come back, We'll get to some Texas basketball. We'll get into Texas uh, a little bit of Texas football from the Texas OU SEC angle. We'll cover all that and more and continue to take your feedback on the text line. Whatever you got, hit us with it as we roll along here in hour number two of Light the Tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. always wondered various places where I've gathered to listen to music. Who's the guy out to kill around here to get a little fog hat? Now, nobody had to be assaulted or murdered or anything thereof. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate that. I'm your guy, man. I got you. Always good to hear a little fog hat. Uh, back here, hour number two on Light the Tower, rolling along. Uh, really, again, man, Specs Excellent has been just so awesome uh getting a lot of longhorn basketball feedback so um yeah so craig again not here today <laughs> craig is uh craig is on his way to to manhattan if he's not there already uh did suffer a bursa sack injury to his elbow i know i poke fun at it but seriously he had a, he texted me a picture of like the elbow being wrapped tightly I, i'm pretty sure he called the women's win at west virginia the other night with a wrap on his elbow but he He's had such a crazy, just insane travel schedule the last few days, and it's not getting any less crazy with the trip to uh, to Manhattan, then going over to Lawrence, and then and then back. So, uh, yeah, man, Craig has been all over the place. Um, real quick, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get to this hour's Flex update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, so just want to run down a couple of uh, basketball updates. You can get to Flex ATX. Com. That's flxatx.com, or you can get to uh, flexatx on Twitter, at flxatx on the Twitter machine. Trying to keep you updated on rescheduled basketball games. So just a few to run down. Again, you get the full list on the website or on Twitter. Uh, Westlake Austin High has been rescheduled to take place at Westlake 2 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, 2 o'clock tip tomorrow afternoon for Maynard and Round Rock. That game taking place. Uh, in Maynard, uh, Rouse and Hayes, that game taking place uh, at uh, Hawk Gym at Hayes at 6 o'clock Monday, that game in uh, 25-5A. Uh, most of the games that uh, that we're tracking, we're trying to get as many on the website as we can. Going over the girls, uh, Austin High and Westlake, that's going to be at Austin High, 2 o'clock tomorrow uh, for Austin High and Westlake in uh that's pretty much it. Oh, one more. Uh, Hayes at Rouse. That taking place at Rouse, 6 o'clock on Monday. So you can go over uh, to the website or Twitter uh, to uh, get the latest updates on boys and girls basketball. These district games that have to be played getting rescheduled. So expect a busy week on the hardwood next week just with games going to Saturday and Monday, how things are going to get shuffled around. It's got to be a nightmare for 
coaches and everybody to try to figure out how to play and gyms available and all that fun stuff. But uh, best of luck out there to all the area high school basketball teams as everybody gets ready to make a push toward the playoffs. And that is going to do it for this hour's edition of our Flex Update. Time now for the Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. And it's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert. Let Aaron do for you, which she and her team did for Craig and Linda when they made the move to Georgetown. Very easy, seamless home loan process. Get over to BowersockTeam.com. That is Aaron Bowersock. She is your home loan expert. All right. If you missed it last hour, my man Hudson Standish has a story up at Horns 24-7 with the latest on Warren Roberson. The uh, four-star defensive back out of Red Oak committed to TCU. Sounds like Tuesday is going to be the day that his announcement is made. But Hudson has gathered some intel from some sources, and I'll just read verbatim from his report. I'm going to a source that has been money on the Roberson situation. It says the source strongly believes that Roberson sent in his national letter of intent to the school of his choice on Wednesday but asked to keep it quiet until he was able to make the announcement on his terms. While everything we've gathered leads us to believe that Texas is the pick for Roberson following a home run official visit last weekend, sources on the TCU and USC sides seem to indicate more of a battle for Roberson than what we gathered from sources on our side. So TCU and USC people think it's still a fight. Uh, Everything still looks pretty good for Texas. As Hudson said, he's hearing that perhaps the national letter of intent was sent in already on Wednesday, that the school of his choice has that. They're just not making it public. They're waiting for him to make the announcement. So we'll see how things play out with Warren Roberson. And then other than that, you've really got the, the Deuce Robinson pro baseball versus college sports decision that probably won't be made. Well, it won't be made for sure until this summer once he sees how the draft plays. And it might take place before that, depending on what the draft outlook is. Aaron Hogan and I were talking about that in the first hour uh, for Deuce Robinson in the draft. It's all going to depend on you know what kind of money is going to get him to get off of the football commitment to wherever he's planning on going. You know, is, is third or fourth round money enough? Does it have to be first round money or, or sandwich pick money? What, whatever the case is, uh, whatever that signing bonus is. And again, it's gotta be a team that, you know, it, it's so hard with the, with the salary, with the draft salary pools, the way they're structured now and the slot values for pick. Plus the fact that anything you go over a certain dollar amount from the 11th round on, the fact that that comes out of your bonus pool for the top 10 rounds, you know, you have to be, if you're a Major League Baseball team, you have to be really careful if you know you're going to go over slot to sign somebody. You almost have to have a really good plan going into the draft and really have a good idea that that plan is going to play out as you expect it to. So it's going to take a while for things to play out with Deuce Robinson, but Warren Roberson, it seems like things are kind of starting to come uh, to an end with that. And Tuesday, it looks like, is going to be the day uh, on that. Let's go to uh, talk Texas and Kansas State. The rematch of that game, Texas lost uh, early on in Big 12 play. Uh, it's the only home loss for Texas to this point. You look at the other games Texas has lost. Uh, you know They've lost games on the road. Uh, they lost the neutral side game to Illinois. But the K-State loss, uh, that was one that uh, – 
that caught, caught people by surprise, caught me by surprise. I just don't think at the time we realized how good K-State was going to be. I don't think anybody knew how good K-State was at that point. But you look at what they've done since then, uh, You know, whether you're talking about Keontae Johnson or Marquise Noel, those are two guys that are squarely in the conversation for Big 12 Player of the Year. Marcus Carr also squarely in that conversation. Uh, you know, You look at what Texas did last time. I really felt like one of the keys for Texas in that game that went against them is if you remember Christian Bishop left that game midway through the first half with a back injury, I felt like at that point, once he went out, Texas really had no interior defensive presence. K-State was a presence. K-State was able to get a lot of easy buckets in the lane, get to the rim pretty easily. But a couple of things are different from that game. One, Christian Bishop's healthy now. Two, Dylan DeSue is playing with a lot more confidence than he was at that point and playing much better basketball. And three, it really seems like Dylan Mitchell is starting to understand his role and really embracing his role on both ends of the court and is becoming more, not that he's a total and complete rim protector, but he's a much more reliable rim protector now than even he was at that point. So I think for the Texas bigs to offer rim protection, eliminate easy buckets, and you got to remember how well K-State shot the three in that game. They were lights out shooting from the outside. And I don't know that you can expect K-State to shoot the ball that well on Saturday. Uh, you know, when you look at they just it seemed like every time Texas started to make a run at the lead, K-State would just it, it was Noel or it was Johnson, somebody would come through and hit a big three. Um, as I pull up again, we have internet but struggling a little bit on the uh, on the Wi-Fi front. K-State shooting the three in that game in Austin. They were 13 for 24 shooting the three, 54.2% from three in that game. And, you know, if you look at the Texas side on that game, again, like I mentioned, uh, your big struggled a little bit. Dylan DeSue, for example, 10 minutes, he only scored two points, two rebounds in 10 minutes. Uh, Dylan Mitchell, 23 minutes, eight points, but only grabbed two rebounds. Texas got beat up on the boards in that game. Uh, They were minus seven on the glass in that game. Uh, and your bench production really wasn't there. Outside of Jabari Rice, didn't again, Christian Bishop was hurt, didn't get a whole lot from Brock Cunningham. And Arterio Morris is a guy coming off the bench that really seems to understand his role better now, much more than he did even at that point. That was a game where you got, you got 29 from Tyrese Hunter, you got 17, or excuse me, 27 from Marcus Carr. Uh, if, you, if you're in a game, if you're Texas, if you get 20-plus, from Tyrese Hunter and Marcus Carr, and you get double figures from Jabari Rice and Timmy Allen, nine out of ten times you're going to win the game. That was just the one time where you didn't because you were so bad on defense. And I think the thing also that's changed with Texas defensively, and and this is going to be the key if they can do this on the road, you look at the win over Baylor, the wins over Oklahoma State, even go back to their win over Oklahoma, when Texas has won games in Big 12 play under Rodney Terry, the defense hasn't been great all the time, but they've been able to get stops when they've really needed to buckle down and get stops during critical possessions in the final eight to four minutes of a game. During that time, they've really been able to buckle down and get the stops when they need them. If you look at the losses, they didn't do that in the first meeting with K-State. They didn't do that in the loss to Iowa State on the road. You know, The Illinois game earlier in the year, that was not a conference game, and that was a whole different ball of wax why things went haywire the way they did at the end of that game. So, and then the Tennessee game, they didn't get stops in that game either when they needed to. Again, another non-conference game, but they didn't get stops down the stretch when they needed to. When you tie the game and then, you know, you give up 11 in a row, it's just, you know, I think two things still hold true about Texas. 
can you get critical stops when you need them? Like, I don't want to sound like I'm simple oversimplifying everything, but sometimes in sports, that's not really that hard to figure out, you know, what you need to do to win a game. For Texas, I think it's, it's twofold. It's can you get critical stops at critical times when you need them? And then two, can you eliminate those long stretches? You had them in the loss in Ames and you had them in the loss in Knoxville. Can you eliminate those stretches of like five, six, seven minutes without a bucket? You had two of those prolonged stretches in the loss to Iowa State. So that's to me what it all boils down to. is, And I think the fact that Marcus Carr came through in the clutch the other night against Baylor in a game where he scored five points, I think that shows maturity. I think that shows a little evolution uh, on, on his part. In terms of, I, I've said this before about him. I think as much as he's had to play without the ball, I think that's made him much better when he's back on the ball, understanding how the offense flows, where it needs to go, making sure the ball doesn't get stuck. So, uh, you know, whether he scores 25 or 5, getting a productive, consistent winning effort from Marcus Carr is going to be huge the rest of the way. Uh, This texture says, oh, Jesus, Bramlage Coliseum. The most whiny, and I won't say that word on the air, fans in the conference whine and cry with every foul call. Do you know what, Texter? I think you could say that about most Big 12 road arenas. I know, like, back in the day when I was covering Baylor, man, it, it got to the point where it annoyed you. Like, almost every every possession was either a foul on the opponent or it was an offensive foul when they had the ball. And every call was a bad call. And the refs are on the take or whatever. Uh, granted, some arenas are worse than others, but I think you get a little bit of that uh, in every every arena. Uh, Sir Gringo, you talking about the uh, which player was it from K-State that had the, the couple of guys? I know Noel. Uh, he's talking about Marquise Noel who scored 36 points and uh, went 6 for 10 from 3. Sir Gringo says Texas let Gary Coleman score 36 points and go 6 for 10 from 3. Marquise Noel's not that short, is he? Look up Marquise Noel. Okay, Marquise Noel's 5'8", so maybe he was a little bit on the short end. But those are Sir Gringo's words. I'm just reiterating, uh, not mine specifically. So, uh, But that's it. That's where things stand on uh, the Texas basketball front. Talk reiterated a little Texas recruiting. Don't forget the alumni game taking place at, uh, at the Dish tomorrow. Uh, gates are going to open at 830. You've got autograph signings and batting practice and you get to play catch in the outfield. Kids are going to get to run the bases. So, uh, if you just need to get outside, I know a lot of us, hey, some people just need to get outside, get some fresh air. Uh, if you're looking for a good way to do it, a free experience for the family, I know, man, going to a ball game for a family of more than three, uh, even my wife and I, we've taken our daughter and we've gone to like an Astros game. It can get pricey. Uh, if you're looking for just a fun, free sports-related activity, man, the alumni game is really, really good. So head out to the dish tomorrow. Uh, 8.30 is when the gates are going to open, and they'll have all kinds of stuff leading up to the game. And then again, kids get to run the bases afterwards. So, And you get to see some of those new Longhorns that Aaron Hogan and I talked about in the first segment of this show. Uh, you'll get to see Jalen Flores and Jared Thomas uh, get that battle at second base between Jack O'Dowd and Jaden Duplantier. Get to see Porter Brown in the outfield. So it's going to be really good to see. And then uh, I don't know who's pitching for the uh, for the varsity team tomorrow, but I'm sure you'll see quite a few arms working through there. I'm sure it's whoever's day it is would be to pitch uh, in a in a split squad. It would be it's going to be their day to pitch tomorrow. So uh, whether it's Lucas Gordon, maybe it's Zane Morehouse, whoever it is, 
uh, you know, you'll get to see some of those new arms that you're looking for. Not just the new arms, but arms that we saw a little bit last year looking for guys to step up and take on more prominent roles and bring some consistency, not just to the rotation, but to the bullpen as well. Uh, Texter response said, I get that about the home runs. We said Bramlage is the worst. I've never been to Bramlage. Uh, maybe that's something I'll, I'll get with Craig about in the, uh, in the time we've got before the game. Again, that game is coming up tomorrow. 3 o'clock, 2.30 with the pregame. Craig and Eddie Orn from Bramlin's Coliseum. It's here on the Horn and across the Austin Radio Network. Also streaming on the Horn app. You can follow the prompts uh, to get the audio stream if you listen to it on the stream. Uh, and then 3 o'clock is the tip with Texas and K-State. Tell you what, we'll take a break a little bit early, come back, get to more of your feedback on the Specs text line, and uh, we'll close out this uh, this edition of the show, close out the broadcast week, and get you ready for Chad and Zay at the top of the hour. We'll do that when we come back here on Light the Tower on the Horn, live local and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Craig Way and Jeff Howe, Light the Tower. Corey, our return cuts today is that uh, like the Texas baseball bump bat music? This Tech- one, right, this one right here. Yeah. Uh, is this in? Is this in that that folder that file? I don't know if I've ever done a baseball game, so I wouldn't know. You did softball though. Haven't I did you? softball, basketball, football. I'll do baseball. Is, is, coming is, up. is this uh, this typically what you bump back with when you're producing a game? Um, it's it's usually a mix of this kind of stuff. Okay. I agree though. Not enough fog hat though. Dude, there's not, there's never, there's never enough fog yet. Not enough respect. No, not enough. Hey, by the way, is my voice sounded like trash today? You can be honest. You know, I'm feeling a little scratchy voice too, but no, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Man. Okay. Well, powering through it, only got about 15 minutes left. So hopefully everybody has enjoyed the uh, Longhorn Notebooks, our flex segment, Inconceivable. We hit the staples on a Friday. The fact that we got on the air and now we got the specs text line back three three seven three seven seven six. If you want to hit us with anything before the end of the show. Uh, it's been a really good show uh, just because we're back on the app. If you're listening to us on the app, thank you so much uh, for being patient as we try to work through some things here at the studio with running on auxiliary power and things of that nature. We still don't have full power in the building. The hallways are still dark, and it makes uh, it makes taking a bathroom break during uh, during breaks an adventure. Uh, not that I did that today, but uh, I stopped by there on my way out of the building yesterday. It's like, oh, it's a little dark in here. Come find a flashlight. Uh yeah, pitch pitch black trying to uh take care of business is uh not fun. Uh and then like walk I, the elevators are broken so I've had to take the stairs up and down. Uh yeah, I'm fat and out of shape, man. That that walk up four flights of stairs, dude, it sucks something fierce the last two days. I'll be glad when those elevators. But you know what, man? I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is uh, a higher power telling me that hey, maybe maybe you should get your fat ass up and down the stairs and get some exercise in before and after the show. Uh, and maybe get here in enough time to catch your breath after you're done. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll start taking the stairs. That we were uh, we were getting we we're getting ready to record the blitz one day. I'd gone downstairs to the vending machine because I was getting a little hangry at that point. I'd like skip breakfast and was getting a little hangry. Knew I wasn't going to get out recording a blitz till about one thirty. So I go down. And as I'm done with the vending machine, I'm turning the corner to go back to the elevators, and Rod Babers walks in. Rod and I see each other, quick hellos, and then I was like, you want me to hold the elevator for you? Rod goes, no, I'm taking the stairs. And I'm like, what is wrong with this picture? Rod, a former professional athlete, is going to take the stairs to the studio, and I've got a Coke Zero and a bag of cookies in my hand, and my fat ass is taking the elevator. I'm like, what is wrong with this picture right now? Everything is wrong 
with this picture. So a little self-deprecation on my part. I right can there. confirm they take the stairs every day, him and Harge, uh, coming up to do the show up and down. That's because they are, they are still, in this point in their lives, trying to maintain being finely tuned athletic machines. Both of those guys. Can't say the same for the rest of us. And Bucky Godbolt was an athlete. Play, Bucky played football in college and for about 10 seconds in the NFL. Uh, but Bucky's at the point where, you know, he's – I don't think Bucky's taking the stairs up and down, point being. Oh, texter, thank you uh, from the 806. Eric, got a lot of 806 numbers that text in the show. I do want to get this. I'm sure Chad and Zay, I'm sure we'll talk about this. So Pete Thamel had a report this morning that the Texas and Oklahoma early exit – for the SEC is essentially done. Now, we reported at Horns 24-7 yesterday that, as a lot of people have heard, that the big part of that was could Fox be made whole, uh, making Fox whole. And, and what, what that entailed, I guess that was up to Fox to figure out what that meant. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the Pete Thamel report real quick. Uh, yeah, so Pete Thamel reported this morning, said sources – the effort for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big 12 a year early and join the SEC in 2024 has stalled and at this point is unlikely to come to fruition. Uh, said Texas and Oklahoma will join the SEC in 2025 as parties couldn't come to terms amid a complex negotiation between two schools, Texas and OU, two networks, ESPN and Fox, and the Big 12. Um, Thamel, Pete Thamel then writes, he said the ESPN story on talk stalling in the complex negotiation to get Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC a year early. Quote, there's uh, there's no formal timeline or brink from which you can't come back, but this is where things are right now. A deal is unlikely. So it's it's unlikely at this point. But again, if if at some point Fox is made whole, then a deal could be struck really at any minute. So I. Pete Thamel's not saying it's completely dead, just that it's unlikely at this point. So I, I wouldn't say it's completely dead. Look, I still think come hell or high water, Texas and OU will find a way to be in the SEC in 2024. For, for all the reasons I mentioned yesterday, when you look at a, when A&M and Nebraska and Missouri and Colorado, when, when those teams left the Big 12, it got to a point where it's like, man, just the sooner the better. They don't want to be here. Just let them go. Be on their way. Go forward with what you've got, Big 12, and try to make the best of it. And I would say the same thing to the Big 12 now. Look, you've got your 12 teams. You've got a TV deal. You've got your future. Just let Texas and OU go. Let them go do their own thing. They don't want to be here. You don't want them here. Figure out a way to make this happen as quick as possible. I compare it to like like that couple you know that that gets divorced or that couple you know that breaks up. And you tell both parties, like, look, you're you're both going to be much happier when all this is over. You're both going to be much happier when you go to Shepard Ways. And guess what? Most of those situations, everybody is happier after the breakup. And, you know, Texas A&M's gone on and formed their own identity in the SEC. And Texas and Oklahoma kept the Big 12 afloat until the Big 12 could, as much as it's going to try to stand on its own two legs. I feel like like with Brett Yormark as the commissioner of the Big 12, that to me gives me hope that this league can, at least in the short term, survive and maybe even thrive and maybe even get to a place where you're able to steal some schools from the Pac-12 and increase your long-term viability. So at the end of the day, I just think it's going to be better for everybody. The earlier this breakup happens, the better. It's just going to be awkward and, you know, just, just end it. Just find a way to be done with each other as soon as possible. So again, 
According to Pete Thamel now, not to say that he's backtracked, but he's saying the deal is unlikely. We've reported at Horns 24-7 that it's all about Fox being made whole. If Fox at some point feels like they're made whole, and let's face it, um, you know, Fox being made whole, we, we say it could be about you know TV inventory, getting either Texas or OU, get them some non-conference games against Big 12 opponents, or maybe you get a, maybe you get guaranteed to get Texas OU this year, whatever it is. If the dollar amount is right, Fox will feel like they've been they've been made whole. So uh, that's kind of where things stand. I'm sure Chad and Zay will get more into that during their show. Yeah, didn't didn't really want to get into the Joe Mixon situation, but I mean, quite frankly, <laughs> is anybody really surprised that Joe Mixon's NFL career has come down to this point, given the OU situation? And I'll be honest, man. Joe Mixon's year coming out of high school, he was at the uh, what's now the All-American Bowl. Back then it was the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. And just the stuff you hear from, heard from people that he just just was not a pleasant person to be around and things like that. I had a bad vibe about Joe Mixon before this stuff at Oklahoma happened. So I don't, I don't know that it's fair to say, hey, this was bound to happen, but – I don't know that anybody should be surprised or shocked that what's been alleged to have happened has gone down with Joe Mixon. Again, I'm sure Chad and Zay will talk about that. Nate brought it up on the – or not Nate, I apologize. Somebody else brought it up on the Specs text line. Nate, I saw your next text, so it wasn't you that sent that. But, yeah, texter saying Joe Mixon is about to become a verb, uh, i.e. he mixoned his wife. No, that's nothing to joke about. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of – I'm not surprised that – Things have played out this way for Joe Mixon. Nate says the company that financed your engagement ring doesn't care that you want to end the engagement. Exactly. Just just find a way to make it happen. Uh, and, yes, Texter, we, we have gone through that, said it's it's not the Big 12 keeping UT in the conference. It's Fox. That is the, uh, that's the big deal. Uh, Texter, let me know if you made it to the Royal Rumble. I went out, last, uh, went out to the Alamo Dome last Saturday. Had a pretty good time except for the – I don't know. Corey, you into pro wrestling at all? Not my thing, man. Here's what's really annoyed me about going to pro wrestling events and why I probably won't go to another. The people that bring their belts, their replica belts to the wrestling event, I kept getting hit in the head by somebody sitting behind me. Every time they would stand up, that that leather strap and the plates would hit me in the back of the head. And the fact that some guy, apparently this guy, Kayfabe, is still very much alive with the dude that was sitting behind me was furious that Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. And everybody in our section tolerated it, <laughs> tolerated it until this guy started talking smack about Dusty Rhodes. And at that point, it's like, hey, 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 wait, wait a minute. You, you say whatever you want about Cody. You leave the American dream out of this. So that's kind of where things ended. But no, overall, pretty good time. But uh, just the replica belts and some of the shenanigans that I was privy to don't know if I'll go to another wrestling event again. Corey, awesome job producing the show today. Great job. We know we can call you from the bullpen now if things go wrong or we need to fill in. So, right, awesome thank, job. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Awesome job today. Um, stay tuned. Chad and Zay coming up next. Hopefully, we'll hear from Craig on Monday, even though he won't be here. He'll be in Lawrence calling the basketball game. Uh, and stay tuned. We've got our live local programming. We're on the app. We're on 104.9. So, slowly but surely, getting back into our normal form for the absent craig way for the absent cameron parker and for Corey gidry i'm jeff Howe. thank you so much for listening and we will be back on monday to light the tower on the horn live local and digital on the horn app and at hornfm.com